Ken Gagder, of course, the superintendent of Braham Schools. Good morning, Ken. And the public wants to hear us. They've been waiting. You They've think been so? Waiting. Okay, yes, good. Absolutely. That's what I like to hear anyway. <laughs> we'll sell ourselves of nothing else, right? We'll convince We're everybody. Listening. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, we do need to start out our conversation. Much to talk about with the district, of course, as we always do each month. But on um, the front burner is there was a, a fire last week in the bus garage in Bram, and it was, boy, it made news even. Uh, some of the stations from the cities came up to talk about it. So can you give us an update, Ken, on that? It did, you know, speaking of burners. Yeah, that was a, yeah. uh, uh, and here's a, and, and of course it, it is a tragedy because, you know, I tell people a small town, and I think all of us can relate uh, you know, that building has been there, you know, for many of the people since before they were born. Exactly. You know, and, and as part of the history of Bram, and this is where the buses were for, um, you know, you and I were talking earlier, I think, um, you know, so we do not own our buses. So many people remember Bram Ford. Well, they actually sold the Ford dealership here within the last year or two. So now it's the Bram um, Motor Service, you know, they're still repairing cars and so on. But alongside that has been the Bram Bus Company. So they've been providing transportation for Bram schools for at least 40 years and, and probably, probably longer. Probably longer, yeah. And when I say they, I'm talking about the Olson family, uh, who have been longtime owners and community members. And so to lose a building, um, you know, you're losing a, a bit of history. And yes, thankfully, no one was hurt. But it was a, it was a sad day. Uh, I, I tell people it could have been worse. Right. You know, it was, you know, it's located basically across from the fire department. Um, and so I think things worked out as well as they could have. But kind of a, a little bit of humorous story, if there can be one, is um, I believe, according to the news reports, you know, the call uh, went to 911 about 8.52 or 8.53. It's in the paper. Uh, and I had a superintendent from a neighboring district text me at 9 o'clock. So this is seven, eight minutes saying, hey, I hear your bus garage is on fire. Mm-hmm. And that's how I actually found out. <laughs> so you talk about the modern world, right? And right. How, so somebody from another town is telling me, you know, seven minutes into this thing. But um, so the the bus, uh, that building is completely complete loss. We lost three. Uh, and when I say we, we're talking the brand bus company lost three buses. Um, and the work, you know, the Olsons did. Um, and that was in the morning. Uh, they provided full transportation that uh, after school, so there was no disruption whatsoever. You know, continued with that. They were able to find um, buses, and I, I don't know if right now if that's a permanent, uh, you know, that these buses are forever, but they've been able to get replacement buses. Uh, I know they've been working, uh, you know, on their plate, a lot because you know how insurance goes. Oh my god! Yeah, have the fire yep. marshals are out there to figure out you know the cause and all that. But and we do know, um, you know, one of the owners was backing buses up while the fire is is burning. Wow! And so you you know you're going into a smoke filled building and and so we're fortunate uh, in that end. But you you know as far as school services, there was no disruption. Um, uh, they've found some replacement buses. Of course, you know there's an issue of where the buses are being parked at night. And I'm not even sure, uh, for a while we put them in, they were putting them in our parking lot. And now I think someone had mentioned the drivers might be taking them home so they can plug them in. Oh, sure. Especially, yeah, we've got another cold snap coming up this next week. Right. So So it's ongoing. 
Um, we're not sure exactly. Um, you know, we're we're thinking probably a rebuild, um, but I'm not sure. Again, that's that's up to the brand bus company. And but they've been uh, they've done a lot of work. Absolutely, and I will say this about Bram and many communities in our area, but I've always had a special place in my heart because Bram, with the building of the Bram, Bram Event Center, here's a small community all those years ago when I was on KBK initially, and they just pulled together and made that happen. So I have absolutely no doubt in my mind, I know this is a business and they'll have insurance and all that, but the community itself will rally around the Olson family and make sure that they have the support they need. That's just the kind of community Bram is. It is, and it's, and it's the kind of, you know, it's unfortunate when tough things happen you know, you always see the best come out of people. But like by noon that day, I think every area school district, you know, Mora, Rush City, Ogilvy, Malacca, Cambridge, Isani, all had already reached out, you know, saying, hey, if you guys need anything, you know, you need a bus. Because most, you know, most districts have a, a bus on backup because, you know, if one breaks down or, sure. or, or some other things, they've got to have that, you know, we're offering those services out. And, you know, the people of this area have been nothing but... Uh, generous and and like you said, you know the community of Bram, I think, has really, um, you know, supported the, the business and and reached out. And it's it's the best it can be of what's really a difficult situation, right. but um, it's yeah. it's working absolutely. And thankfully, nobody was hurt. That's yeah, that's that, obviously that the, the biggest thing. thing. We can rebuild. Right. Well, segueing over, let's talk a little bit about uh, the school board meeting. And, of course, you have new office mem- uh, officers or members and that kind of thing. Talk about some of those things, Ken. Yeah. So um, you and I have talked about this before, but Steve Eklund, many people recognize that name, you know, was a school board member for 33 years and was our chair for the last 18 uh, and is off. So Allison Longren, who has uh, been on the board now, I want to say between... Might be two for sure, two terms, so eight years, nine years, somewhere in there. Uh, it was her second official meeting as board chair, but kind of the first meeting where you have the organizational meeting, and that's pretty much procedural. So that's sure. when she was elected chair and and took over as that. So uh, and then we welcome Connie Gelly uh, and John Swanson onto the board. So it's really a, a kind of a new a new look and and some new people and. Uh, the meeting went well last night. Allison did a great job uh, running her first meeting as chair. Uh, we did have, uh, they had one major piece of business, uh, and that's, again, something you and I have talked about, and that's what we're calling Flight 707. And that was approved uh, last night, so the district is going to move forward. Uh, and basically what that means is they have approved the next two years of school calendars. So as far as parents, uh, the school calendar itself, you're not going to notice any difference. So in Minnesota, uh, schools start the day after Labor Day unless they've petitioned, you know, for something special is going on, and then you can start earlier, but you have to get permission from the state. So as far as the start and end of the school year, we're going to start after Labor Day. We're going to end around Memorial Day, depending, you know, we have to get enough days in uh, there. So that's not going to be uh, a change. Uh, what what uh, people who attend the district will notice is that starting next year on Mondays, school is going to start an hour late. Okay. And so our teachers will actually come in. Uh, you know, we call it Flight 707. Uh, obviously, we're the bombers, and that's a airplane type. But the teachers will start their day at 707. So they'll basically have two hours of work in before our students come. 
And, um, you know, most people, if you follow the news at all, realize, you know, we've been in, we've been in what I would call a crisis with teachers. Uh, we're short teachers in the state of Minnesota. And um, we've also had some learning loss uh, with the pandemic and so on. And so we just looked, we need, you know, maybe to, to check into a different model. We need to support our educators and make sure they're prepared because when you really drill down to it, you, look, you talk to most parents, you know, what are they concerned about? You know, they ask their child when they come home, <clears throat> excuse me, how did your day go? And how did your day go really as influenced as that relationship with the teacher, right? Definitely. The better teacher, the better day. That, that's absolutely, the research is clear. Uh, once kids enter the school building, the number one factor influencing success is the teacher. And we need to invest in our teachers and make sure, that, one, that they're doing a great job, that they know exactly what they're going to teach and how they're going to assess and how they're going to help kids who are struggling. And then also uh, how they can, you know, boost up those kids who are really excelling, you know, and maybe need a little bit extra. So to do that, we want to put our teachers together with their instructional leaders, which are their principals, uh, every Monday and make sure we have a crystal clear plan for the week. And when you look at the business world, this this is common. Mm -hmm. You know, the business world typically has, you know, weekly meetings where they bring in their key employees uh, to make sure they've got a plan for the week. And even in the education world, you know, in the coaching world, especially, I always go back to kind of our take our football program. Well, Sunday nights, they're looking, the coaches are looking at film, setting up the plan for the week, sure. and no one even blinks mm -hmm. because that's how, you know, you get good results. So um, uh, we're going to give that a go. Uh, like I said, so now in, in Bram, school starts at 8 o'clock usually. Well, next year on Mondays only, it'll start at 9. So we've always had what's, you know, as far as child care. We do have a child care program called BAC, B-A-C-K. Um, I'm sorry, BASC, um, before and after school care. B -A -S -K. There you go. <laughs> BAC is a group that raises money for us. <laughs> um, BASC. And uh, they will still be open, uh, opens at 6.30. So if families, you know, that have to go to work and always sure. drop their kids off. It is a fee-based program. It is $10 for a session. Um, and we realize, you know, that can be a hardship. But we're also on Mondays only going to have what's called Flight 707 Care, where parents can drop their kids off at 7.30, elementary kids. And we will take care of the kids till the start of the school day, which starts at 9. And that that portion of care would be free. Okay. So if if that timing works, but we realize even with that, there will be some families that neither one of those options works. Um, and we're just asking, you know, for some support and, and we're hoping, you know, with a nine month lead, um, people have some time to make adjustments, whatever they need to. And, and that, you know, the buses on Mondays will be out an hour later than typical, so. Okay. Uh, so if people have questions, give us a call. We'll walk them through it. Uh, this school year stays as normal. No changes this school year. So this is for the 23-24 school year and the 24-25. And then we'll kind of evaluate and see how things go and whether we'll continue with this. Sure. Proof will be in the pudding, as the old saying goes. Absolutely. And you and I will talk more about that. Well, Ken, we have probably about mm, four and a half minutes. What else do you want to touch on before we uh, So just, um, I'm sorry, uh, this is paraprofessional week in the state of Minnesota. So the, and the governor's office d does this on a routine basis. So 
you know, we often talk about teachers, but we know, uh, you know, in every school district, about half of the employees are teachers and the other half are not. And they, that other half is critical. And part of that other half are your paraprofessionals. And these people are working in the classrooms, are working directly with kids. Uh, and we, we could not do it without them. So across the state, we're recognizing our paraprofessionals. Um, I can pretty much almost assure you every school district is still looking for paraprofessionals, including Bram. We have two spots open. Uh, we realize you're not going to be a rich person uh, taking this job, but it does follow the school year, follows school hours. Uh, you know, it comes with uh, full-time health insurance and it comes with uh, sick leave and things like that. And we're always looking for people. But basically, this is an opportunity to say thank you. Mm-hmm. you know, thank you for that service. We couldn't do it without them. Um, you know, they're, they're the hands that really get the work done in every classroom. So if you know someone who works in a school district as a paraprofessional, uh, it's a great week to say thank you. Definitely. Absolutely. We have I'll give you two more minutes. What do you want to touch on? Perfect. Hey, <laughs> if you're, uh, you know, it's it's the middle of winter. Maybe you're getting a little bit bored. Uh, there are some activities going on. So uh, just coming up this week uh, in Bram, we have home basketball games on Tuesday night and Friday night. Um, and I, I'm not sure who is, who is playing, whether it's our boys or our girls, but the boys one night and the girls one night. So Tuesday night and Friday night, home basketball games. And those start at 545. And then Thursday night, we have a wrestling, home wrestling, which is, we have very few. Uh, we are partner with uh, Rush City, and we've got a nice wrestling program. So Thursday night, you can come out and see the wrestlers. And then if you want some youth activity, uh, this weekend, Bram holds their, their annual youth tournament. And so the boys, I believe, are on Sunday, and that's all day. And the girls are on Saturday, and that's pretty much all day. Uh, youth basketball, so we're talking grades, I believe. Either they start grade three or grade four, all the way through grade eight. Uh, it's just kind of fun to, to come up and uh, watch those kids because you want to see excitement. Uh, <laughs> watch watch those fourth graders take the, take the basketball court. It's a lot of fun. There's so much going on, and I just uh, appreciate that your part in this, that you're kind enough to come up here. I mean, you take... You drive up from Bram, you come in, you sit down with me. We try to do this uh, just to let folks know. Typically, I think it's like the third. This time it was the fourth because of the holiday and all that stuff that happened back when. But anyway, I do appreciate your time, Ken, that you come in and you share the information. And I think you're doing a great job. It's great because I, I get to talk about the school. You, yeah. know, you get to talk about your work. I think if they, they could put anybody... Uh, on the radio and you get to talk about your work and you get to talk about the great things that are going on. It's always a joy. And, and as much negativity as there is in the news, and I realize it sells newspapers, uh, there is a lot of good. And the teaching profession uh, is a great profession. I just, I got to tell one more quick story. Our seniors now are doing senior spotlight uh, as we, you know, we're, we're, we're know. getting towards the end of the school year. Uh, and we've had two of our seniors now who are going to uh, plans to enter the education field. And I just brought them down. And it's so great to see that smile on our young people's faces to say, hey, uh, I want to get into teaching awesome. because it changes lives. Uh, it's a great profession. It really is. You hear negative stuff. It's a great profession. There's outstanding retirement. It's one of the few um, jobs out there that still has a pension uh, where you know, when you get to age whatever, uh, you can retire and you've yeah. got a full full pension. That's a big deal. So, yeah, you might not be making, 
you know, oodles of money during your career, but you're going to be able to retire and retire comfortably. And so. make a difference in yes. children's lives. I yep. mean, I think of the teachers I had, and to this day, you know, I have great memories, and they influenced me in such a positive way. How many jobs can you necessarily do that? Not too many. No. That's pretty cool. Except being a radio host. Ah, there you go. <laughs> what can I say, right? Absolutely. Ken Gagner, as always, it's a pleasure. We will catch up with you next month, sir.